I'm a covert narcissist and working towards being a better person to myself and to others. I've created this podcast because after I was diagnosed with my personality disorder and have accepted the facts, I wanted to learn more about it. I found dozens of books written by or for victims of narcissistic abuse, but I found almost no help for covert narcissists themselves. I understand why that is. Most narcissists will not acknowledge the narcissism or are willing to change. It's also my understanding that covert narcissism is a somewhat recent discovery and experts are still trying to figure out how to effectively help people diagnosed with this personality disorder. So I decided to use my insights to, on the one hand, give victims of narcissistic abuse an unfiltered view into my brain and maybe help them heal, but mostly to reach out to other covert narcissists who are trying to be less toxic. Welcome back to Season 3 of The Covert Narcissist. And as this podcast's name suggests, this is a podcast about covert narcissism. In Taylor Swift's song, Antihero, a line caused my attention. Did you hear my covert narcissism, I disguise as altruism? We know that Taylor is a terrific songwriter, and most of her songs are based on her personal experience. She also said in her Midnight's Mayhem, describing this song, and I quote, We all hate things about ourselves. And it's all of those aspects of the things we dislike and like about ourselves that we've come to terms with if we're going to be this person. So I like Antihero a lot because I think it's really honest. With that in mind, let's go down this rabbit hole. Let's assume Taylor Swift did not mean to call herself a court narcissist for fun, but that she is indeed a court narcissist. In season three, I want to dedicate each episode to an album by Taylor Swift, scanning her lyrics for court narcissistic clues. I'm only using the original albums, no re-recordings or bonus tracks from deluxe versions, etc. Of course, all of this has to be taken with a grain of salt, as with any piece of literature, things are open to interpretation and what I might see as a clue, hold to someone else a completely different meaning. Ready? Let's dive in. And so sorry, Taylor. Okay, we have reached the lover era. An album that should be all about love and happy feelings, right? Well, I wouldn't be so sure. Song 1, Me. Now I know this song is highly controversial among Swifties. And what better topic for a narcissist to sing about other than themselves? Like any Swiftie, I'm just not sure if she's being ironic or that serious. For the sake of this mission of this podcast, I'm going to assume she is serious. In this song, she kinda unapologetically sings about how emotions usually get the best of her and how she always seems to get tangled up in drama and starts fight with her lover. The rollercoaster ride of emotions and the drama surrounding a court narcissist is a recurring theme in her songs, also in the past albums. She also repeatedly points out how unique she is and how her lover won't find anyone quite like her. I'm just going to skip this very obvious song as it, well, speaks for itself. Remember how a covert narcissist seeks out the alpha type, the bad guy, to elevate his or her own ego? And how they always want what they can't have? And how they often lie to trick people into liking them? And how the relationship starts sweet and yet turn into drama real quick, fueled not really by alcohol? Welcome to Cruel Summer. She sings about a bad, bad guy, shiny toy with a price she's pursuing. 
playing slash manipulating your love interest to fall in love with you is very typical for us court narcissists. So to call a bad guy a toy is quite something. She makes it very clear how she wants him more, the harder he seems to be get. The iconic bridge sums up all court narcissistic traits. The despair of not getting what you want, the alcoholism. She even admits to lying to him just to win him over. I don't know about you, but realizing that leaves a bitter taste in my mouth. Now I'm missing the song. Scheming in order to win people over is also briefly mentioned in I Think He Knows. She says, I am an architect. I'm drawing up the plans. And adds how misunderstood she is. Nobody understands. No one understands. The Archer is another example of how a court narcissist hunts down their love interest, schemes to keep them, starts the drama in a relationship, leaves them, holds a grudge. She thinks how she's ready for a combat. She's not sure if she doesn't want it or if she actually does. How cruelty is normal to her. How she's not growing up and hates her reflection. The image of an archer is actually the perfect depiction of a court narcissist. Seeking, hiding, aiming, never missing. Daylight is a song that I can identify with very strongly, but only ever since I've gone to therapy. What's typical for court narcissists and why it's so hard to treat it is that the few people that seek help will go unnoticed as narcissists because therapists might brush them off as being depressed. In fact, depression is a big part of court narcissism. I feel it's because of the realization of the disconnect between the person that we want to be, the person we are, but who are we not aware of, and the person we are portraying to be. It's a feeling of inadequacy. It's like we know we're doomed, but we can't help making wrong decisions over and over again. In Daylight, Taylor sings about the shadows and how she's trying to follow the light but can't. The scare of being left behind in the end. And how she loves and hates it at the same time. I've mentioned it before in the other seasons, but haven't really felt the need to focus on it in season 3, because Taylor's albums up to now have been tame in this regard. But we need to talk about alcoholism. Just like depression, alcoholism is a very common symptom of a court narcissist. Alcohol helps narcissists and especially court narcissists in many ways. On the one hand, it makes it easier for us to shine in a public setting, but the dark truth is that alcohol numbs the feeling of inadequacy. I'm not sure how to best describe it. I have tried in season one, so feel free to revisit the episode about alcoholism. I can only tell from my perspective. I truly don't know who I am. I know who I want to be and how I want to be perceived. I'm trying my hardest to curate the people around me and put up a mask. When my plans fail and I again end up alone, which to be honest is the case all the time because no relationship truly makes me happy, I begin to doubt myself. That's when my self-awareness creeps up on me and I'm beginning to deal with myself. And that's what I'm most scared of. I don't want to deal with myself. I'm afraid what I might discover. So to fight this feeling and to avoid dealing with myself and also to numb the feeling of being alone, I used to drink alcohol. 
a lot of it. And sadly, I feel alcohol has begun to play a big role in the lyrics of Taylor Swift. In so many songs, especially on Lover, she sings about drugs and alcohol. She even publishes photos proudly posing with alcohol in the studio or announcing new albums. This has started in reputation already, but has more references in Lover than ever before. In Death by a Thousand Cuts, she sings in a chorus, I get drunk, but it's not enough. And in the bridge, my time, my wine, my spirit, my trust. Like it's Patron, and you need to calm down. Got the wine for you in false gods. She likes Tennessee whiskey and drinking in the afternoon in London Boy. She's drunk in the back of the car in Cruel Summer and drunk on something stronger than the drinks in the bar in Cornelia Street. Here's a hot take. I feel after all the events preceding Reputation and during the songwriting process of Reputation, she has been seeing a therapist. Her songwriting, Reputation and Lover show clear traits of a court narcissist, but she's able to verbalize it more clearly than ever before. I don't know if at this point she has already realized that she is a court narcissist, if she is one, or if she's still on a journey, but it becomes more and more apparent to me that she is dealing with her issues, such as alcoholism, realizing she's hurting from hurting other people, causing drama in relationships and needing attention. After Lover, the pandemic hit. She released two albums, Folklore and Evermore. And while she says they're not autobiographically, I am sure her experiences will find a way into her lyrics. Will it be quite narcissistic experiences? Well, see you next time.